What is going on, guys, gals, and everyone in between? You are on the sidelines with the Sideline Guys. And today, I have the pleasure to be joined by our esteemed, our, the, the Bose, the Pop Father himself, my guide, <laughs> Derek Myers. And of course, I need to also mention, we got the Big Diesel from Florida, my guy, Shaq is joining us today as well. How you guys doing today, man? I'm so hyped for this show. Yes, sir. Glad to be back, man. Glad to be back. Same, bro. Same, bro. And you can't forget from Florida by way of Dykeman, because you know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Florida boy. I'm not, I'm not missing 305. I still come from the 212. You feel me? I love that, bro. And I just got I just got to give that shout to shout shout out shout out for dropping that because a I had no clue and b I would argue over half of the people that live in Florida are coming via way of New York City. So shout shout out shout out to the transplants doing their thing in Florida over there. Uh, we got an action packed show today, of course, as always. Uh, gonna get into a lot of basketball talk to wrap up the season. I know. We didn't we went we didn't deliver this basketball season. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. We weren't Carl Malone. We weren't delivering. Uh, but it feels good to be back. And I promise next season, uh, we're gonna make sure to stake our claim in the NBA um the same way we do with the NFL. But either way, it's good to be back. And I'm really excited to put some bookends on what was a great season and great playoffs. Uh so with all that being said, um, before we get into it, make sure that you Follow us on all social media platforms, OTS Media Co., as well as OTS Media on YouTube. Um, nothing but good things to come on the horizon. And, of course, make sure you're checking me out at Chris Negron underscore on Twitter, as well as, um, whoa, sorry, on Instagram, and uh, as well as Negron MMA on Twitter. So, uh, Derek, give them your socials before we hop in. Yes, sir. Follow me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. <laughs> Iconic. And go ahead, Shaq. Where can they find you at? Oh, they can definitely find me on Instagram at Shaq's Corner and on YouTube at Shaq's underscore Corner as well. Straight comedy stuff with a little bit of sports sprinkled in. Yes, sir. I definitely got a link with you on that. I'm loving the videos. You be, you always got something funny where you put, you insert yourself into some crazy shit going on. So I got to figure out how you making that happen on the back end. But uh, I like know, I said, <laughs> like, like I said, I'm really excited to, to get into it today. We're going to be discussing Bradley Beal's potential new team. Of course, the NBA champions and a whole nother scandal that I'm not going to lie. It feels really bad that we have to be a part of this, right? Because I feel like in in many eras we weren't a part of this, right? Like I feel like so so many similar things have certainly happened, but we just didn't get to hear about it uh, because we lived in a different era. Uh, but it's a new time, um, and I'll see you ass in July. But with that all being said, uh, let's let's jump right into this Bradley Beal talk. So. I thought, I don't know how you guys felt. I was genuinely surprised when I started hearing these trade rumors pop again, right? Because this is every year. This is a annual Bradley Beal fire sale that doesn't happen, right? It gets, the, the rumors get quenched when he's like, no, I want to stay here. And obviously he has the no trade clause for a reason, right? But um, it seems like every year they're, they're trying to find a, a suitor or a, a destination for Bradley Beal. He ends up in the same exact spot. Um if we, first of all, if we're going to take this seriously, right, and we're going to 
we're going to analyze it as if it's going to happen. Uh, I think it's only right that both of us sort of come up with one team that we think can be a, a serious suitor and, and what a potential trade package will look like. And B, what's the motivation? Like, I think that's an important thing for us to talk about here, too. So I'm going to let you start us off, Derek. What What's going on in Washington? Uh, I don't think Washington knows what's going on in Washington. So I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, they they have some nice pieces um, outside of Beal. They have some, some nice pieces that you can see helping on other teams. I think they're going to end up doing a fire sale. Like if, if Beal actually does get traded, like if this actually happens, I think you're going to see Kuzma go – uh, and Porzingis go because you know them. I was actually shocked that they let um, to, uh, was it Thomas Bryant? Thomas Bryant was on the team before, right? They trade. They drafted him. I was surprised they let him go. Uh, and Rudy, I was kind of shocked about about both those guys. But um, what what team makes sense? Um, honestly. I could see, I could see uh, Miami, of course, being one of the teams that are definitely uh, in the in the talks. But I don't know. I, for some reason, I don't think he's going to be in the East. I, the thing about it that that um, I just I don't know if any team is going to act in the East is actually going to do it. Washington is not in the driver's seat with this. Like he's the he's the only player in the league that has the the non-trade clause in in his contract. So it's about where he wants to go. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I if there if it is in the East, I could see three teams that he would name: Miami, Philly, and I think Boston. But for some reason, I feel like we're gonna see him go out west, and I don't I don't know why. I just have a feeling about him going out west, and I'm not sure why that is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Washington is just they're they're I they're a they're a dumpster fire. All the sports teams are 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 pretty much in the can. So like what what do you expect? Hey, 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 man. Shout out to Commanders. Shout out to Commanders. They got a new owner. Don't do that, bro. Come on. No, 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 no. The commanders do not own do not earn any respect right now. Like, like you got to get that in in the season right now. Uh, just just because Dan Snyder might be sale, selling does not mean that they they deserve to have any respect right now. They get a they plus two morale that. boost at least though, like uh, plus two morale. I, well, no, no. You know why? Because they knew this stuff was happening with him all these years. So no, they don't. They don't get a. They don't get a plus. They don't get a plus. Washington is in the dumpster fire as well, as far as I'm concerned. So who knows? <laughs> For sure. Shaq, what what makes sense? If we if we're gonna find a way to, to get him out of Washington, what makes sense? I'm trying to think, right? Because what we're seeing here is a trend that we see with most star players that reach the shelf life with the the team that they're on, right? They make sure they get their max, they get their payday. And then they request a trade the following season. That's the trend that's going on right now. Everybody's doing it, right? KD did it, Kyrie did it. Everybody gets a contract and then requests a trade. Um, Bradley Beal, I think he's a California kid. I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me on that. But 
St. Louis, golly, I'm way off. <laughs> but uh, honestly speaking, just with his play style and his mentality, he wants to be the man, right? And I think in the East, at least, where he has the best opportunity, I'm not so sure about Miami. And the only reason why is because I don't think him and Jimmy Butler would play well together. Um, I could say New York, not even being a biased Knicks fan, just how they play the Knicks need shooting and Bradley Bill is definitely somebody with a limited range. Um, he has walking in gym range. Um, but if I had to pick two other teams besides the Knicks, I'm going to go out west like Derek, and I'm going to say either the Lakers, which they find some way to put some type of package together because that's not a deal you can do straight up. You're going to need a third team in there to make that deal happen just because of the number, the sheer number of the loan. Because you're going to give him up, and it's going to be similar to like a Carmelo Anthony deal, right? Where you have to trade four players and draft picks to get this guy just to make the money match. And no, the Lakers already don't have draft picks. So that's out for them, right? They're going to put a package together and they're probably bringing a third team, maybe a Utah. Utah seems like the place where people just dump players. Yeah. Utah just takes people and whatever they don't, contracts be done. Um, the third team that I think would be crazy, and the only thing that would determine this happening is if Chris Paul stayed, Phoenix. Because Devin Booker can easily slide up to the one because we've seen him do it before when Chris Paul goes down with injury. Bradley Beal fills in at the two, and you got KD at the three. And included in that package, you could ship DeAndre Ayton over to Washington because they don't want him anywhere. And the numbers are kind of similar because he just got paid. So with that move, though, um, they, Phoenix will still have an issue. And that's oh, sure. You know, yeah. that's that's the reason why I don't know if that move works for them. I think in terms of star power, it works. But my, my question about it, though, with this new CBA, like, does it allow that to happen? Does I'm not sure happen? if it would happen. Um but I also don't see, like, I, I'm trying to think because Adam Silver is not David Stern, right? David Stern literally stopped the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers. That would have gotten the Lakers at least two more titles, let's be real, at least. Um, I don't see anything stopping the trade from happening other than money at this point. Would, would it work? I don't think it would work but I could see it happening. It's the same way that I knew the Kevin Durant thing wasn't going to work. It's You traded away the players that got you into the position that you were supposed to be, and that's Cam Johnson and Cal Bridges. As soon as they left, Phoenix went down. Then Kevin Durant tripped in a layup line and missed like six games. How, how, whatever. Listen, he's going to get moved into the category like Anthony Davis, and he's going to be referred to as fine China because, bro, stiff breeze, something break, sprain this, pull this. I can't, I can't deal with it anymore, bro. I, listen, I, before I go off on all these injuries, bro, but that, that, that's my three teams. I like that. I like that. And for me, I got two that you didn't name, and I'll let you hop in on there, Derek. Um, I, I agree with you on the Knicks pick. I actually like that one a lot. I think that's a sleeper. Yeah. Um, Looking out east, and I know Derek ain't gonna want to hear this, right? Um, I think, I think there's one team, right, that could really benefit from getting somebody like, uh, 
<clears throat> like Bradley Beal. And that's the Celtics. And I know that sounds crazy, right? Don't break up a good thing. Um, I just think, given where we're at, right, both of these guys got to get paid. Bradley Beal already got paid, right? Well, what are we going to do here? Honestly, at this point, you, you're you more keyed in than me, Derek. I I haven't gotten a firm I, a sense at all uh, that moving forward, um, they are committed to, to Jalen and Tatum. I mean, obviously, it makes sense why you would. I, I wouldn't break them up personally. Um, but I just feel like there's a little bit of writing on the wall, especially because of the way I feel the fan base treats Jalen Brown. I think it might have something to do with skin tone, but you guys are better to speak to me, speak about that than I am. Um, but I think Boston's an interesting player in all this just because they have the pieces to make it work on top of uh, a real need for changing things up. Now, don't get me wrong. I love their games and the way they fit together, uh, but having a more spot up dangerous sort of shooter on offense, I think could be an interesting pairing with Tatum versus two ball dominant players. Just curious to hear your thoughts on that, Derek. But finally, my last pick, the one that I think actually makes sense in a vacuum, right? Keyword, in a vacuum. There's, there's, a, there's, there's a disgruntled star out west that's been trying to figure out where he's going to go. Uh, why, don't we do, why don't we do a, head, a heads up, straight up, or even throw in a little second round or something in there? Damian Lillard with the Trailblazers. <laughs> Set up. Set up Bradley Beal to be a part of this rebuild. He's been through it once already. Dame, honestly, I feel, fits a little bit better with the pieces in Washington if they're trying to make a clear run, right? So why not figure out an interesting new dynamic for both of these teams and clear the way for potential free agency moves? Who knows? Um, So these are all possibilities. Me personally, though, as far as me being realistic, um, I could see him being on the Knicks as well. Uh, someone that someone that's living here in New in New York, you hear the buzz with every player that is coming close to free agency, let alone in trade talks. So I, I would imagine they at least try to find an offer, try to entertain something. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of teams on that cusp, right, that are really trying to break through. And I think if this uh, final showed us anything besides the league being deep, I think it's that it's wide open in some ways, right? There, there's, there's established teams, but there's also um, some faltering uh, top juggernauts, right? So I think it's time for the table to be run in that way. Uh, I gave you guys some options there. Uh, what, 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 what are you guys thinking? Yeah. Um, in terms of Boston, the only way that I think that that actually happens is if, Boston is not re- is not willing to give uh, Jalen the the supermax, which I think for him would be like two ninety five. I've been on record saying you don't give him the full two ninety five. I think you give him around two twenty five, something like that, two twenty, um, so that uh, you know, you give him money that he obviously deserves, but it still allows you to be a little flexible because. His production has been amazing, uh, especially over the last two years. It's been amazing. Um, you could argue he was the better player. Actually, not even argue. He was the better player in the finals last year, right, um, between him and Tatum. So it's not a far, uh, far-fetched idea that, you know, 
that he deserves to be uh to be paid i just don't know that it's going to get done um now i i do believe boston wants him there so that's why i'm not even sure that this trade is even going to happen um but the only way i think the trade really does go through is if they get a sense that jalen does not want to be there and the fact that he's just buying a, a a house in Boston leads me to believe he wants to stay there. Like I I don't think that he's going anywhere. Um, so I I think uh, again I think they're gonna probably offer him around two twenty five, maybe two thirty. Um, he's I don't think he'll get he'll get the full super max, but I think he'll get close to it to where he'll be satisfied. Um, and help the team out moving forward. Uh, because this new CBA is crazy. Like, I don't even know how this whole thing went through to where, you know, the money works out like this. But, you know, I think I think Jalen wants to stay. There's the, there's no way he – I don't think he leaves. I, I, I do believe that if Theo were to come to Boston, that's the only way is if he doesn't want to stay there. Um, but I will say, again, Beal is only going to go where he wants to go. Like, this is not, this is not about what works for, for Washington. This is about what works for Bradley Beal and his family. And um, if Boston is a place that he wants to go because he wants to play with Tatum, I mean, we'll see what, what happens. I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen, though. I really don't. I wouldn't mind seeing him go to San Antonio. Even though I, Ooh, San Antonio is not please tell me that. right now, please huh? tell me that. Please tell me that because you know I'm I'm a I'm a, Spur, I'm a I'm a Tim Duncan fan. It's my favorite player, so by proxy, I like the Spurs, right? And we got the number one draft pick with a generational talent coming out. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's crazy. We got David Robinson first, <laughs> then we got Tim Duncan. Now we got now we got a uh, I can't even pronounce his last name. Yeah, we got Wemby. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley, come on and taxes. You don't got no taxes. <laughs> that that would actually make sense to me, uh, uh, um, from a basketball sense, pairing him up with with Beal to see what works. You know what what they can do. Um, but you know another team that would be intriguing though, just depending on what they actually do, the Clippers. The Clippers would actually be really intriguing because, um. I, and I said this the other day on Twitter, but for as much uh, uh, hate as Tatum and Brown get, um, I don't understand why everybody's so quiet on Kawhi and Paul George. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't even gotten to the Western Conference Finals. At least Tatum and Brown have been to the Finals. At least they've been to the to the Conference Finals multiple times. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is some... You've seen it that this can actually work out in some way. They just need to get some fine tune some of the pieces on the bench. I like to me that's that's really it. With with uh, Kawhi and PG, they're they're not healthy. <laughs> like like they're not working together. You know what I'm saying? So I would suggest a break them up. You keep either Kawhi or PG and pair pair that person up with Beal. See how that goes. I think with Ty Lue, that would be phenomenal. Um, I'm, you guys actually made a really, like, quite a few good points with the teams you brought up. And I'm actually, I'm going to touch on a couple of them. So, Chris, you talked about Portland. While Portland makes sense, Damer's already come out saying he doesn't want to be a part of another rebuild. 
So him going to Washington, unless, like you said, they're making a clear run, that defeats the purpose. He's not going to want to be there. It's going to be a situation where he wants to get bought out probably. But would I like to see Bradley Bill with Jeremy Grant and all those other young kids out of Portland? I think that would be pretty cool, especially I think they have the second overall pick. And Scoot Henderson, I believe Scoot Anderson or Scoot Henderson, I can't remember his last name. But Scoot is a problem. Either way you look at it, that point guard is a problem. Um, coming in, learning from Dane would be cool, but you know, also getting thrust into that that kind of spotlight where you know he's already playing with pro players, he's already you know played around the world. I think he'll be NBA ready coming in. Um, as far as Boston, Boston has been trying to trade Jalen Brown for a better part of two years. Um, I don't know where his head is at in regards to that, if he'd be willing to resign or just demand a trade altogether, to be honest with you. I also agree he's not going to get a full Supermax. I think they're, I don't even think he's going to get the Supermax. I think they're going to offer him a four-year deal. North of 200, maybe 195. I don't think they're going to give him that. First of all, they're going to have to pay Jason Tatum the following year because Jason is eligible for the Supermax after next season. So they're going to want to max him out and keep him because that's their franchise in their eyes. Even though I personally feel like production-wise, per minute, I think Jalen Brown has definitely been the better player for the last two years. And it's not to say at the end of the day, at the end of the game, last five seconds, I still want the ball in Jason Tatum's hand. I'm just, I this, this is me coaching basketball, understanding basketball, seeing it. I feel like Jalen Brown is a better player or has been the better player production-wise and consistency-wise over the last two years. Um, Even with Tatum getting better on the defensive end? and I, I think that that was that was a boost, right? But that was the uh, – with Ime Udoka, right? Under Joe uh, – Yeah, it was both. That was both. Joe, Joe Mazzula is kind of trying to emulate what Ime did, and it's clear he's not able to, but Jason Tatum is still progressed defensively. So I'll give him that. Um, I just, like I said, I feel like in terms of production, besides production, just at, uh, I want to say career advancement, that just sounds like he got a damn promotion. <laughs> Jalen Brown has steadily improved since he came into the league, right? He came into the league similar to Kawhi Leonard being a 3 and D kind of player. You know what I'm saying? He was a, or mainly a defensive stopper in a high flyer rather. And he developed a jump shot. Developed the handle a little bit, other than Game Seven in the freaking Bush Eastern Conference Finals, and he had doodle hands. He had doodle his hands. Handle, his handle has been like that for the last two to three years. I said it got better. I didn't say he was elite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it got See, better. He tries to do. He tries to do too much. Like too much. In 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 the perimeter and like in the in the paint, and it's just like it's just weird sometimes. I like call he, it going. It's called going full my career. Like, and there's a couple right, guys that do that, right? right where they right. just hitting that dribble stick, and it's like I I respect yeah. it, but bro, yeah. you get a bad teammate grade for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> it's just is because his best asset is him cutting, moving without the ball. He scores a lot of his points moving without the ball. Right, so right, right. when he gets inside the paint, it's that extra. Two, 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 back this way, back that way, bro. The whole lane is open. What are you doing after? Just so he he loses he loses credibility in my eyes for that, which is why I don't think he's gonna get a five year deal. I think he's gonna get a four year deal. At least that's what Boston's gonna put on the table. Now, if he chooses to accept that, that's on him. 
you know, but I think four years, 195, 200, honestly, I don't think he's going to get five. And definitely, I don't think he's going to get more than two, maybe 205. Um, the Clippers, I'm going to go ahead and say this now. Um, they're going to get, Kawhi's going to ask to leave. He, either he's going to ask to leave or they're going to try to trade him. Uh, Kawhi has not been healthy for any part of his contract with them. He was supposed to be the face. That's Paul George's team. So they're going to keep Paul George, and they're going to probably look to move on from Kawhi, and Kawhi's going to look to move on from there. Because how many years can you as a team say, oh, it's just a spring, it's just a spring, and then as soon as you get eliminated, you find out, no, he actually tore this, and he had to have surgery. People get tired of that really quickly. Fans get tired of that. You know what I'm saying? And while I understand the humans, I'm a fan at the end of the day, right? I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not in the league. I don't. I'm a fan. And as a fan, I would go, bro, get new legs or retire. Like, that, that's, that, that's what fans would think, right? Get new legs or retire. Go. Because what are you doing right now? You're st he's stealing money. He's stealing money. Now, granted, he got kids. He got a kid to take care of, family to take care of. I get all of that. But this is me being objective as a fan now, right? This isn't logical Shaq talking. This is fan Shaq talking. And Kawhi Leonard honestly needs to leave the Clippers. I think him going to a smaller market team, like how he did with Toronto, even though Toronto's technically not a small market, but like, let's be real, who looked at Toronto like, oh, yeah, you don't want to go to Toronto? Nobody. As soon as he, as soon as he won the title, he was like, I'm out. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Bradley Beal going out there, I think would be pretty dope because I like the pairing of him and Paul George. I think we saw that with Team USA before. And I just like, I like the dynamic with the uh, dexterity of Paul George heading out to the steady shooting of, um, of uh, Bradley. Uh, a team I also think that we kind of should mention, but it's weird because they're in a really weird spot right now. And I might get pushback on this, but what if you put Bradley Beal in Memphis? I thought about the same thing. What if you what if you put him out there? He can be with the young shooter, my boy Job. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, you're gonna have two shooting guards, and that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be two guns in the arena, and you're gonna get a text for one. Like I don't know. That would be great marketing, though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be phenomenal marketing. Lean into you it, can, man. You can fill up the seats, bro. Oh my goodness! Can't wait! I can't wait for a free Glock night. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, hey, I agree with all of you guys. I hate that the talk really becomes about um so many different like people in the league because I honestly like we were t we're, we're saying all these names and talking about all these people we compare him with. Um, and I love Bradley Beal as a player. I think he is someone that is a superstar. Um, but I just feel like the NBA is so good right now. And people sleep on this. Like, people really do sleep on this. I feel like this is the best era of basketball I've lived to witness. And I think the amount, like, what makes you a generational talent today um, makes people, like, insane, like, we, things we've never seen in the past. So, like, the bar is just so much higher and although I agree he's a superstar and he is someone that could really put you in the next 
category. Um, I think he also is a tier below a lot of these guys we were talking about. So yeah. I think that's important to sort of keep in perspective. Um, before we move on, I just think it's important that we do this too, because I think this is going to tell us all we need to know. Gun to our head. Are we picking him to start the season next season on a different team than the Wizards? I know I'm not. What about you guys? No. No. Because, look, I think um, I think one of the, the factors, again, with this CBA, and that's, that's going to determine a lot of the money moving forward after this year. And to me, I don't know. Like, I don't know everybody's cap right now, but I can't imagine that there are a lot of teams that that have enough cap to 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 trade for him right now, and are are contending. And Shaq, like you said, him with Jimmy, I I can't see it either. So I I don't know. I mean, you know, from 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 an uh from just looking on the outside looking in. I think on paper, like it sounds like it's, it'd be a good idea. Um, I don't think that it would work either. Um, but I'm not even too sure that um, I'm just not. I'm not sure that he wants to leave, honestly, because you can't keep signing and saying you want to win and do nothing about it. Like, mm-hmm. he's Shaq, to, what do you think? To remind me of Udonis Haslam oh. on the bench. Yeah. 20 seasons, 20 yeah. seasons straight, oh. 20 seasons straight. Before I, before I give my answer, Derek, you mentioned you mentioned the CBA a couple of times. Just yeah. uh, give us a little bit of a you know a little snippet of what you're referring to in terms of the new CBA. So it's going to cap whether teams are able to, like, how many supermax players a team a team can have, right? So I think the object, the objective for this was to make sure that. Um, you know, we're not getting too many uh, top-heavy teams or too many, like, maybe too many, too many players or super, uh, superstars on in one conference. I think what their the objective is to, is to spread superstars across the league um, and to make sure that, it, it, you know, all markets or most markets are able to, to, to have um, – a superstar or or two superstars maybe but the whole big three thing i think we're pretty much done with that okay yeah i just for, you know for the layman's out there who don't understand yeah. the uh yeah. the intricacies <laughs> of that right yeah um yeah gun to my head i want to say he's going to start on the wizards but we've seen um teams make things happen right whether it's james harden in philly Kyrie in Dallas, KD in Phoenix. We we've seen we've seen these type of type of moves happen. I'm just not only comfortable saying that he's gonna be in Washington to start the season. I, something tells me he's gonna be gone by the beginning of the season. Now, granted, my brains might be splattered on the wall, bro. But <laughs> That's just that's kind of my take on it, man. I think you see Bradley Bill wearing a different jersey. Hey, job, put it down. But we'll move on to the most important storyline, in my opinion. One that deserves obviously all the praise. It's easy to do, right? When someone's a champion, it's easy to praise them. Um, but I think it's really important to to put in perspective what the Nuggets were able to achieve here, and most importantly, um. 
Jokic's legacy and this being a part of solidifying and hopefully gaining back some respect. So I'm going to start this conversation here because I think it's very important that we say it. Um, The fact that this season, so many people were saying how Jokic's MVPs were not warranted and how he didn't deserve to be in the position he is. Can you believe a a two-time back-to-back MVP, about to be three-time, never made it to the finals? Like, that was the talk a couple months ago. Like, I remember this very keenly. And the fact right. that now, all of a sudden, everyone is man. This is the biggest. This is the biggest revelation I've ever seen. Uh, you hypocrites are out there. Uh, it's important to call you out. Um, but I think really this finals run was a display of what, in my opinion, if you know ball, you already knew. Like the fact that they were able to take it this far. The fact that Jamal Murray, right, has been able to reclaim. Um, a piece, right? Because I still think he's not 100% back to who he was before that injury. Uh, people dismiss ACLs. I know we were talking about Kawhi earlier. People dismiss these injuries as if it's oh, as if it's 2K, right? Oh, I fucked up. I'll be out yeah. 40 games and I'll be back next year. Like, this is life-changing. This can be life-altering, um, not just for your career, right? But also for the, the remainder of your life as a civilian, right? People forget about this. Uh, we look at our, our our athletes that we love to cheer on as these like action figures that we just clash together and throw away. Uh, they have to live after this, and they have to uh, deal with the ramifications of what it what it takes to be that kind of athlete on your body, right? So, the fact that Jamal Murray was able to reclaim form, right? The bubble Murray talk. Fuck all this dumb stuff. Honestly, let's just put some respect on the players for who they are. There's a lot of a lot of teams and a lot of players in this playoff run that deserve flowers regardless of not getting the chip. Like I'm tired of the ring chip, the ring talk. I'm tired of that being the determining factor cuz at the end of the day there's there's so much more to the sport. If you can't appreciate the the greatness that exists in the league because they didn't achieve x amount of things um, in their during their career window, like think about how hard that is. There's 30 teams vying for that same spot, regardless of how uh, good of a contender you may think they are. This is what everyone's trying to get at, right? So, yeah. can't sleep on this on these accomplishments, but also put some respect on the run. Like you had to double down as an organization. You had to trust in um, these key pieces, right? A coach that people were calling to get fired, uh, when they got bounced out of the playoffs. Right. And we see a lot of teams doing these same rash moves every year. I just think it's important to give some praise to the consistency, the things that honestly don't hop out on the page that you guys, when, when you're thinking of these teams, but I think it's really important to mention because without that cohesion, cohesions, right? Look at this. Look at this guy right here. Uh, without that, I don't think this team ever finds a way to make it here. Um, and in my opinion, some of some of the funnest series to watch, right? During this this playoff run, um, they were so close, and there was so much back and forth. Uh, nothing about this run was close, man. Th- these guys are the best team in the league, and it's about time these guys start getting the respect that they deserve. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think there's something that Jokic said um, right after they won uh, when he was sitting on the podium. And he was talking about the process of of getting to this point. Like, you know, you need to it, – it takes time, you know. Like, like he said something about um, – uh, he thinks that, of course, it's, it's better for players when they're first coming into the league to fail. So you can get – you're able to learn. 
and as you're you're growing and you're 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 evolving you know i'm kind of like summing it up but basically like when you get to the point where you're you're actually like contending like during that stage actually failing and i think that one of the things that um that because we we live in a society where we're so short-sighted right um we we think that just because uh teams are 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 assembled and um you know they whether they get to the to the conference finals to the finals and, and you know don't win it all or something like that we think automatically they should be broken up and i don't understand why that is so you know everybody was getting on the nuggets you know for um uh, when they got to the conference finals in the, in the bubble and you know how they should have you know pushed it and made it and stuff like that and i believe if i'm not mistaken there were people calling for jamal murray to, get, to be traded um uh right after after his injury or after he came back from his injury and i think that we have as a collective we need to be better with with uh how we consume sports right like this idea that that people need to win now you know all of a sudden is kind of weird to me um because we're, we're putting a, a a pressure i think we're putting um a certain level of pressure on 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 people or i shouldn't say pressure level of expectation on players that i'm not even sure that the that certain uh, uh franchises look at it the same way right like so in, just because uh uh this superstar doesn't win within five years of getting into the league now all of a sudden you think they should be traded you know like if that were the case uh luka Doncic would have been traded already right Embiid should have been traded already dame should have been traded <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the criteria that we have for for these uh for these players is unrealistic because there is a process, right? Like, you're you're growing, and like a lot of, a lot of the players that we we look at and and glorify and say, you know, they're they're the greats, right? A lot of them didn't win until like year seven or eight. You know what I'm saying? So I think we have to we have to we have to understand that things like like rookies winning it in their first year type of thing that's not that's not or at least i should say rookie superstars winning in their first year that's not always the case you know um i think we should give guys grace like if if this team was broken up two or three years ago what are we looking at if michael malone was fired two or three years ago what are we looking at you know what i'm saying i think I, I, so i i just i, I wish people would, would at least try to have more more patience now in certain circumstances and i, I get it certain circumstances uh, certain si uh, situations i understand you know there there should be a level of sense of urgency but uh this idea that we should break superstars up or duos up or whatever just because you know they didn't win it all yet is weird to me i think that's very weird mm. So I called Denver winning the title when the playoffs started. Um, I didn't see anybody else winning. Uh, they're the best team all season. Let's start there. Uh, Nikola Jokic in my eyes is a three-time MVP. I don't think Joel Embiid deserves the title. I don't care if he scored more points. Nikola Jokic damn near averaged a triple-double. Only two people have done it. That's Oscar Robinson and Russell Westbrook. So let's start there. Let's let's be realistic, right? Um, 
and I'm going to go ahead after. I'm full of hot takes today. The best, the top two players in the league are no longer LeBron and KD, and LeBron is step, depending on how you stand on that, which I would be standing. The best two players in the league are Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't care what anybody says. You can debate me on that. You can hit me up on Instagram, slide in my DM, whatever you want to do. I'll make a Twitter just for people to come at me. Don't care. Um, you can't tell me that they're not the best two players in the league. First of all, they're the most dominant. Let's start there. Two, they've been with the exact same team, and they built with their team. So as they got better, their team got better. That's what MVPs do. I'm sorry. Joel Embiid is not that. He's not. I don't care how many points you average in a season. You've been in Philly for how many years? Bro, your nickname is The Process, and I don't trust you. Let's stop. Let's stop the foolishness, please. Let right value. Let's let's break it down. Most valuable player. It's the best player on the best team, in my opinion. And the best team all season was better. And their best player was Nikola Jokic. But point blank and period. I'm not. I'm not debating that. I'm not arguing that. That's just a fact. Um, the kid's been balling like this since he came into the league, right? He kind of has this kind of lackadaisical play style, right? Like, he looks like he's not trying hard. Um, you know, you always see the memes of him with a do-rag and a 40 and a blunt in his mouth, right? Just like he's at, the, like, like he's hooping at the park. But when I see him play, that's how it looks to me. Like, he's not trying, but he's doing everything. How does somebody who looks like they're not trying dominate everybody on the court, right? Bam out of body, pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. He's not going anywhere. He's just standing there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, Anthony Davis, tried, couldn't do nothing with it. Everybody tried at certain point. I don't, I, I can't even remember everybody they went through, but everybody tried. Nobody could do it. Jamal Murray, coming back from that ACL injury, the, the, I'm not going to say he rolls like a phoenix because I don't want to be ride like that. But, like, bro, bro, like, let, let's be real. The kid, when he was in the bubble, was hitting shots crazy. And and it's not so much just hitting the shots. It's timely shots, and it's the shot creating, right? The two-man game that we see with Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic, I'm not going to say Shaq and Kobe. Somebody compared them to Shaq and Kobe. It's not even close. Two very different styles of play from both players, right? Um, I think the closest thing to it, and this might be a reach, and I'm okay with saying it's a reach, is Stockton and Malone. Mm. And it's the two-man game, the pick and roll, the pick and pops, everything, the whole nine, the big man making decent passes out. But only Jokic ain't making decent passes. He's making amazing passes. Like, he's... Mm -hmm. He's hitting people in the back row cut as if he's a point guard. He's dribbling the ball up the court as if he's a point. Jamal Murray willingly gives up the ball and plays off the ball mm -hmm. to his center, seven foot, whatever. Like, we can't quantify that, right? And I think Denver has another title in them, and I see them being on top of the league for, like, the next three to five years. That's, that's how I see it. No team is put together enough, like how they are. Denver is a complete team, right? It's not just all offense, right? They didn't just outscore everybody. Like, of course they outscore people because that's how you win the games. But they're so 
defensively sound. It's crazy. It's cr- the communication, the way they switch, the way they bump, they go over screens, off a of pin down, they catch cutters, off the curl. Bro, listen, I could dissect this all day. I'll, I'll, teach a, I'll give you a freaking TED talk, bro. <laughs> I'll teach a class on this at the, at the new school, bro. But, like, it's just crazy to see, man. And then their offensive flow is ridiculous. From 1 through 12, is no drop-off. And the reason why is because everybody understands their role, right? These players all move without the ball very well. Michael Porter Jr. wanted to stay out on the three-point line. Even if he's cutting now and then getting buckets, right? Who's this kid, uh, the rookie from Kansas? Christian Brown. Bro, just got inserted in the lineup. Started balling. It's not like he was handling the rock and going crazy. No, he fit the system. He cut to the basket and got his shot off. And then when he needed to get to the basket on his own, he did it. That, bro, you can't just do that on any team. If you put him on the Lakers, you think he's doing that? No, you put him on freaking the, the Warriors. Bro, the Warriors, possibly. But, like, if you could just, like, you can't just put him anywhere and think he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no. Finals MVP, league MVP. NBA champion, give the man his flowers, bro. Give him his trophies. Give him his damn ring. And that's that, bro. Man, bro, bro. I love it. Bro. I just, I I just, like, like you said, Chris, people were talking, talking, talking shit, just, oh, he should have won a title, right? Fuck that title talk. How many NBA players who are in the Hall of Fame? How many, how many players who are in the top 75 right now, the top 75 that they announced, how many of them don't have rings? Come on. At least 30. Yeah, at least 30. They ain't enough to go around. Exactly. You only win one every year. Let's be real. How many players have played in the league and not won a ring? Not everybody can be Robert Ory and just be in the right place at the right time. And I think their success, man, I think you really you really keyed in on it. And the biggest unsung hero, in my opinion, is Mike Malone. I think this is a guy who not only has command of the locker room, but actually knows his way around a fucking clipboard. There's a lot of there's a lot of coaches out here that don't know what the yeah. fuck they're doing. Um, and the fact that you have uh, multiple series right in the same do run. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I just got what you just said. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that you have multiple series in this run where different guys, are st- it's not the same people. And that's by design. It's not like um, they're just running the set lineup. I think that's something that really hurts my heart as well. Like there's a, there was some moments in this playoffs where you watched in these teams and it's like, man, did you not, did you not participate in that last one? Did you not remember what went wrong? Like, why are we not addressing this? So the fact yeah. that this team is not only strong, cohesive, but they're malleable. This is a team where you can you can build a game plan and follow it. And with the pieces you have, you can make that work. And, hey, if it's not working, um, Jamal Murray could go for 20 and a quarter if he decides to. Like, Jokic is going to hit some shots where as soon as it comes out of his hand, I, I feel like him and Jamal Murray have moments where it's like, that's definitely, that's definitely not probably what they wanted. And then it just goes in straight net fully and it's like well should i even think it's not gonna go in next time like just it, yeah. the, the the ability to call on that next level um i think is really what made this team super special 
Uh, but look at look at the run, right? We sweeping teams. Yeah. We we getting out in five. Like this team deserves a lot of respect. And I think the biggest unsung hero, in my opinion, is Aaron Gordon. Obviously, came up huge oh, in the in the final specifically. Um, but just being grit and backbone, like that that is who is that that team's identity. And I think him and him and Mike Malone really vibe because of that. Um, I love his personality. I think that's something that's really lost on in this league too. Um, and like we said, man, I don't – well, like Shaq said, I, I don't know how the hell uh, you don't picture this team as a staple moving forward. Uh, but also, like, shout out my guy Teddy Atlas. I think I'm a, I'm a huge combat sports guy. Something that he said that always stuck to me is once you become a champ, you get 30% better. And it's not because you wasn't good or you wasn't championship level. It's because you know you the motherfucking guy now. And I feel like right. we're going to see that version of the Nuggets next season. It's never easy to say that someone's going back-to-back, -back, right? Especially in how stacked the league is now. I won't be surprised um, if they're not able to make the mountaintop again. But they're at least going to be in the conversation for the next five years, like you said. And I can't wait to see it, man. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I think... Um... Uh, everyone that that thinks that uh, this is just a one-off, don't they don't know basketball? Like this is this isn't luck. This isn't this isn't a lucky team. This isn't like just you know happenstance. They won because they were literally just the better team. They were the best team uh, uh, in the league. They had the number one overall record <laughs> this year. You know that's not by that's not by uh, by mistake. Um, I think it's going to be fun to see them battling over the next couple of years. They're they're a fun team to watch, and and honestly, this you can't really you can't even. I can name a couple of teams where you can say you can hate one of these guys. Just like these, this guy annoys you, that guy annoys you. Watching them play, watching them. There's not one person on Denver that I get annoyed by just watching. Like it's it's just pure basketball, and I, I think that that's what I like. Now, Shaq, you talked about uh, who who. Um, Jokic and Murray remind you of. You know who they slick remind me of? Uh, uh, Duncan and Parker. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to be biased. <laughs> they remind me of Duncan and Parker, man. Like, it's not flashy, but it's effective as hell. Like, you can't, you just, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. That pick and roll is deadly. You know, so yeah, I, 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 I like, I like what I see out there. And I think that there's going to, I think anyone out in the West most definitely should be, should be, uh, uh, intimidated by what's happening in Denver. A hundred percent. But I think no, no championship reign goes without two historic teams. And I think it's important. We talk about the Miami heat, the fact that they made it to that point to me astonishing i remember look at this this age is terribly right we were out of that we were out of the nba yeah. talk but we hopped back in yeah. right we hopped back yeah. in for one episode <laughs> right 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 by the 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 play-in and we were yeah. talking about that game and both of us said with the way miami has played and the way chicago looked that we thought chicago was winning that playing game and yeah. for them yeah. to we be able wrong. to bounce back yeah, we were way, way wrong <laughs> uh, for them to be able to bounce back in that way and I'm not going to lie, it took a Herculean effort from Jimmy Butler. I think he knew what he was up against as far as elimination early on. And maybe some of that led to sort of burning out a little bit as the as the series went on. Um, 
I think this Miami Heat team has so much potential, especially because, once again, it comes down to coaching. And Spo is one of those guys where um, he's a surefire Hall of Famer at this point. He doesn't have to win another chip. And yeah. I think even saying that is kind of an understatement. Like, the fact that he is literally the franchise at this point. Like, he is someone you you can't think about the heat without thinking about him and, and Pat Riley. Like that, that is a part of their identity. And usually coaches don't get to, to that point. Right. Like it's yeah. very hard to get to that point as a coach. So I just got to ask you guys, man, like I know they were the eighth seed. I know they were the underdogs, but they made it to the fucking finals. And I think it's, it's only right. And regardless of whether or not they'll live up to it, we're going to have higher expectations of them moving forward. Right. Because of this run. So do we think that they can live up to this? Is this repeatable? And what do they need to do to continue trying to contend? I personally think this was the expectation for me. Like, for them to be in the final the top four, one of the top four teams in the East, right? That was my expectation because they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Like, this is not like... We're not talking about a team that that just so happened to like just get there like they they were they were gritty um i that's what i can respect about them um the petty side of me um i i love all how quiet the miami heat fans got um (laughs) yeah i have nothing to say to me after that nothing so yeah go ahead and hang up your we beat boston banner up in the arena and and have a good off season. Um, <laughs> I hope, I pray, we get a trilogy next year. I pray we get a trilogy next year, um, because the I, I'm, and hey, we didn't get to talk about this, Chris, but you know the reason why I saw Boston lost that series was because of coaching, and I mean. I've, of players too players players are responsible but it's coaching because the rotation was horrible right sam cassell is in the building now sam cassell is on that coaching staff and i think that having him out there is going to be amazing for missoula again this is his rookie this is missoula's rookie year as a head coach i mean i think he did a phenomenal job as a rookie coach um but I think you need some of that that dog on that bench. I think I think he needed some of that that fire on that coaching staff, and I think this is what's going to really help them. I look forward to next season, honestly. Y'all better, Miami, y'all better pray, y'all better pray that we don't meet up. Y'all better pray y'all get bounced out before before the East Conference Finals. Pray, because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, man. There's no way I can't see I can't see you know someone else celebrating on my floor. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, no one that that should not happen again. No one else should be holding a trophy on our court again. And and I think that that you know you can say what you want to say about injuries and all that, right? I'm not I'm not gonna bring that into the argument. I'm not, I'm not gonna bring it into the argument. I'm not gonna bring it in. Um. But uh, they did they did benefit from Tatum not playing, not playing like Tatum, you know. But congratulations for beating Boston. You won. Um, everybody in the OTS group, this is a personal message to you. Uh, 
y'all stopped tagging me pretty fast, man. <laughs> y'all stopped tagging me, man. I, I was just wondering like where y'all were. You know, the only one that didn't that didn't bother me was Angel Torado. Brother, I love you. Thank you for allowing me to not, you know, to, to thank hey. you for allowing me the peace. Because I'm telling hey, you, that's, I, I allowed him peace. I ain't tagging you. I ain't tagging you. I left you alone. <laughs> oh, you're not alone. Miami Heat fan, though. It's different. Oh, oh fans, my you're talking about the Heat fans. I'm oh, talking about Heat fans alone. Hey, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I love the promo. I love that you cut it. But I just want to be real. You know what I asked you, right? Because it, it wasn't about the Celtics. It, it was yeah, a, I know. It was I had to get some off my chest, bro. I had to get some off my chest, bro. I'm sorry. But yeah, they're going to be the Knicks. They'll be in the Knicks know, next year. And I'd love to see a rematch. I agree with you. I'd love to see a rematch between these two teams. How the hell do the Heat make it back there? Because honestly, from what I saw, especially during the regular season, right? It's a different... Mm. People say playoffs are different, but I think it's very indicative. Uh, this team is experienced, but that also means old, right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think from what I saw, especially early on in the regular season, I just, I didn't see a playoff team, let alone a fucking finals team. So me either. I, not, I, not, not early on, but that was because of the injury. Like Jimmy was hurt early in the season. Mm -hmm. So I kind of figured they were going to just, you know, kind of like get it back together and, 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 and regroup. And they, and they did, they did mm -hmm. honestly, like to their credit, they did. Um, yeah. I, I think crazy they need though. to move on. I think they need to move on from 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 a couple of players on their bench though. Haslam is gone. Boohoo. Duncan Robinson got to go. I'm Duncan sorry. Robinson got to go. Yeah, that that was a bad contract. That was a bad contract. I think Kevin Love might be back. I think Kevin mm -hmm. Love might be back. Uh, Kyle Lowry might be back. Caleb Martin. All those guys are staying. That was that was awesome. Yeah. The, those that was in my opinion the story of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Th those yeah. guys emerging. Yeah, uh, but I, I will say I think the idea that they go after Kyrie was kind of weird. Like on again on paper, like it it should work, right? But we've seen Kyrie with superstars in the last couple of years. We've seen him try to play second fiddle in the last couple of years. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, I, so I don't I don't see them going after Kyrie. But hey, if you go go for it, go for it. I, I I'd love to see it. Nothing would make me happier than to beat Miami with Kyrie on the roster. <laughs> I feel that. So I think it's important before we move on. I got to give you the floor, Shaq. What are your thoughts on this Miami team? Where they go? How far they can go? And what they need to do to get there? Um, I respect the hustle, right? I respect the grind. It took a lot to get them here. Um, a whole lot of Jimmy Butler. So we're going to start there. If they want to get back, Hemi, uh, as one of my boys refers to him, let Hemi has to be back. If he's not back, playing team if they're lucky. Let's start there. Um, if he requests a trade or they try to buy him out, wave him, whatever, they're done. Um, they're going to have to bring people in. For sure. I don't know who the people are, but they're going to need a two guard. They're going to need a center because Bam Adebayo is not it. He needs to play the four. When he plays the five, he plays terrible, in my opinion. He had one good season playing the five. So I've been saying for years Miami needs a legit center because you can't have Bam battle against a Nikola Jokic for 48 minutes, then dribble the ball at the court, 
battle with him on the offensive side of the ball and think he's going to be effective the entire game. That's not going to happen. That's not realistic because every bump takes something out of you, right? Every hit takes something out of you. Um, Kyle Lowry was a godsend for them. That was a great pickup for them. At first, I didn't understand the trade because Precious Achua is chilling out in Toronto, but mm-hmm. they got Kyle Lowry for what they did in the playoffs. Um, signing Kevin Love off the scrap heap. Hey, no disrespect to Kevin, but once again, playoff experience. That's why they brought him in. He did stuff that they needed, like get rebounds, because without him, Miami literally got no rebounds. Like I said, I don't know who they go after. There's a list of free agents already out of, you know, players that they could try to entice to come in. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to clear some space. And Duncan Robinson is definitely one of those players that, while he had a, a great end to his playoffs, right, he had a great end to his playoffs, I just think he's auditioning for another team. Honestly, um, Tyler Hero is going to come back healthy. And Tyler Hero is the person they really wanted in that role, not Duncan. If Tyler's healthy, I don't think Duncan Robinson touches the court. But can I cannot see Miami getting back there? Yes, because they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the last five years. I want to say something like that mm-hmm. to the to the NBA Finals twice since the bubble, right? So, and that's without a bona fide superstar. Air quotes around that. Because Jimmy Butler is never seen as a superstar, but there were people literally claiming that he was Michael Jordan's illegitimate child, right? Because of how he was playing. So, I mean, that that's a, that's a pretty big comparison. That's pretty heavy. It's weird. But I give, I give Miami at least the Eastern Conference Finals again for sure. Holy with Jimmy shit. Butler. Holy shit. I don't see it. A gun in my head, this is going to be a hot take. They're not a six seed next season. Gun in my head, they're not even a six seed next season. I think they're going to be in that playing range again. And don't get me wrong. I fuck, I fuck with the culture. I fuck with the fact that they've been able to establish themselves as consistent title threats, right? Um, I just feel like there's there's a lot that needs to be done on that roster to fix it moving forward. But once again, only time will tell. Can't wait to find out. Um, and I think it's only appropriate, right? We're, we go from the top of the league to some of the teams that's been historically at the bottom, okay? And I think it's important that we talk about these guys and one guy specifically, right? So usually when you are a team that's on, that, that's on the bottom, right? You the, the advantage is you find yourself with a good spot in the draft. You can start figuring out how to fix your roster. And unfortunately, sometimes you end up right on the cusp, right? You're, you're so close to contending. Um, if certain things would have worked out, certain guys weren't injured, maybe you could have been that next playoff team. There was a stretch where that team was the first team in the league, right? Can't forget about that. Um, but I think it's also important to note that New Orleans isn't fucking shambles right now. Shambles right now. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, Obviously, there's way too much going on. We alluded to this earlier. We just got to be fully upfront with this. I'm not going to say her name because respectfully, it ain't hard to find her. But 
Uh, there, there's been this whole ridiculous uh, storyline going on that's something out of a GTA server where basically uh, Zion Williamson is the Thanos of OnlyFans Twitter, and he's out here just collecting these stones, right? He's trying to get as close to the ascension to a fully healthy player as possible, right? You need to get all these different... Uh, <laughs> conquests out the way first in order to become the full version of yourself uh but unfortunately it seems not only um was he being bled dry from these conversations right i can't imagine as someone who's faithfully in a relationship who has a partner that loves him i can't imagine finding fulfillment in the kind of conversations i see between him and this woman um mm -hmm. but the fact that she has now not only fumbled her own bag but aired out zion publicly because of uh, the situation coming out where obviously he is expecting a child with another woman who also probably has the same reason to air out this other bitch. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? I don't even know how to fully summarize this. Um, but I think bringing it back to basketball, uh, this is a saga from a team that don't need no goddamn drama. Like this is a team that's dealing with enough on their own. Um, so instead of discussing the ridiculousness that is this, right? Because I'm sure we all going to get our digs in. We're going to hear it. Let's try to direct it this way, right? Um, shout out to the guys in the OTS chat, specifically Jodak Orange, uh, bringing up a potential trade between the New Orleans Pelicans as well as the Hornets. I don't know why I always forget their name. Um where are they from again? Charlotte? Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard when you got two teams that used to be the same team that are not. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, he brought up a really good point for a potential trade where the at the end of it all, we see a world where Zion is, of course, on the Hornets and the Pelicans come away with Gordon Hayward and that first round pick, the number two pick, which most likely will be Scoot Henderson, um, giving them a starting five of Scoot. C.P. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Gordon Hayward. I think Gordon's at three there, but and Jonas Valanciunas, obviously. Um, that sounds like a good team on paper, right? There's some things you got to figure out. One of them being defense. That's the biggest one you got to figure out. Um, but that that's an awesome start, right? So I think let's start here. Do you guys think that not just because of the off-court stuff, but because of the inability to stay on the court, that it's time for New Orleans to move on from Zion? And if it is, what are some of the, the most attractive options you guys think? So, one, I think it's very it's ridiculous to trade one injured player for another often injured player. That, doesn't, that to me, doesn't make any sense. But I, I get it. I get it. I'm trying to get um, value for Zion. I think you're going to get more for Zion, though. Like, I I'm not sure that trading trading him for for a rookie makes sense right now. Like if you're going to trade him why not trade him for a a superstar? You know, like if if you're if you're going to give up, you know, like try why not try and go get a Kyrie or or see if you can can grab someone from from the Clippers, you know, like like Paul George or someone. Like I don't see what the purpose is of trading him uh, to to Charlotte 
for a draft pick. I get Scoot Henderson's uh, uh, potential, but you drafted Zion for potential, right? Like where his availability was going to was a question mark coming in as to whether he was going to be able to last long uh, uh, in the league. Um, that was already a question mark coming in. So I, I'm not sure where the value comes into play when you're doing that. Um, I get it, but I don't at the same time. I think um, – I don't think that they trade Zion. Like, I get that he's been injured, and I get everything that's going off, going on, you know, off the court. Um, by the way, if you're going to do that, have her sign an NDA, bro. Like, I don't understand why players or people that are in, in uh, uh, the spotlight don't think of NDAs anymore. Like, I get that some people break them. But at least you're able to, you know, file a suit for for breaking that contract. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least make it worth the while. And how about this? Strap up. Like, why? I, I, Zion's made some questionable decisions, bro. Like, he's, he's made some, some questionable decisions. <laughs> but I don't see trading him for this and, and, like, this be the last draw to trade him. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. I the mean, man's having a hard time suiting up, and you want him to wrap it up? You think that's possible? He can't even suit up. At least, bro. He might pull a hamstring trying to do it. <laughs> like, I get it, bro. I get it. I get it. Like, I get it. But strap up. <laughs> <laughs> strap up, man. I didn't want to go there because you are right. Because all of these shorties that came out, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Too much to lose. Uh, yeah, I, he should get tested, and his girl should get tested. Cause Jesus, bro, like between the one know, piece man. fits and all this, though, it makes sense that this is his route, right? Like this is his way out. Like oh, no, I, I'm sense. sure, I'm sure, and then this is gonna sound crazy, right? Call me crazy here. With the sands the millions, right? Yeah. They, they ain't even looking his way. But we'll we'll continue. Shaq, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in New Orleans, man? Bro, I look, and I'm gonna try to keep it basketball, but I really can't. Um <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I made this joke earlier, but this is a real thing. That boy Zion got a hit list, and I think he got his incognito page open on his phone. With tabs of each porn star he wanna hit, bro. And I think as he hits, he closes the page. That bro, because this is like it's getting a little bit out of hand, right? Um, I think the young lady that's pregnant now is actually his girlfriend, I think. You know, whatever. That term is so loose nowadays, because NBA players, young ones especially, think they can only date IG models. Um, but whatever. Uh in terms of his injuries, Zion is a very top-heavy person. He's very stuck in his ways, right? Um, the type of play he has is very powerful. He jumps powerful. He lands powerful. He dunks powerful. He does everything powerful. Even his set shot that he shoots is powerful. It hits the back of the rim and you get scared. Um, he doesn't land properly, which is what causes a lot of his lower extremities to get injured. 
you know, you're taught at a young age, especially if you're shorter and you're jumping, when you land, you're supposed to bend your knees to decrease the impact on your knees. Zion lands straight right, which can lead to a lot of injuries. He may not feel it at the moment, but there's little tears happening in the, in the ligaments, in the cartilage, things like that. Over time, that's when you develop these nagging injuries that keep you sidelined. Um, while I like the dynamic of Zion being in New Orleans, because when he's healthy, they're humming, they move. Because Zion doesn't need the ball in his hands to put up 30. And I, that's one of my favorite things about his game. However, I also think he's hindering their growth at this point. Because you bring in CJ McCullough, who's a veteran, who's, you know, war of attrition has been in the, I think Portland's been to the Western Conference Finals within there. I can't really remember because it's been so long. But either way, playoffs, quite a few times a day, you know what I'm saying? He, he's, he's been around the block. And I think that voice in the room was what they needed. Uh, even though Josh Hart was a, a tough piece to let go of. Um, I think that Zion never really wanted to be in New Orleans. I think it's very similar to the uh, Jalil Okafor situation with Philly, where he wasn't happy there. And, you know, the first chance he got to get out, he got out. I don't think... Like, similar to how Ja got a contract and how RJ got a contract, Zion's not getting a contract until he plays a full season and until the Pelicans make the playoffs. So I don't think he's going to get a contract extension offer anytime soon, and I would not be surprised if halfway through the year or by the end of the next or by the end of the season, Zion was on another team. It's been rumored, excuse me, it's been rumored for months that he wanted to play in New York he wants to play in a big city. He loves the garden. R.J. Barrett is his best friend. If the Knicks want to go that route and trade the farm for the kid, whatever, I personally don't think it's a good idea. Just because he's a free agent to sign up. But, you know, James Dolan is going to James Dolan. Yo, I'm so but, tired of these Knicks rumors, bro. Hey, <laughs> Knicks is rumored to get everybody every year, bro. I love you. Every Trust year, bro. Every year, the Knicks are supposed to get everybody. And they never show up. I know when LeBron was going to the Knicks like LeBron's three there, times. You remember this? And then, he, and then he took his talent to South Beach. And I was like, oh, I watched this for an hour for nothing. I watched this for an hour and then he just took his talent to South Beach. I was pissed. I was like, oh, okay, why am I watching this? Cool. Change channel. I'm never getting that time back. But I just don't see Zion playing anywhere else. I think he wants to be on the East Coast, closer to his family. Uh, you know, he's a South Carolina kid. Um, I think being away from his mom and dad is what caused the uh, the issues for him. I think he's a mama's boy at heart, and not being around his mom is why he's getting into the stuff he's getting into. That's why he's... So, hey, man, look, you ain't going to be trying to slide in no porn star DMs with your mom right next to you. I'm just saying. Hey, bro, look, if if you need your mom to not do that, then you need to not. <laughs> you, you are not to be trusted. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to hold it, though. As a guy who never had pull in the DMs, like never. My specialty is in person, right? As a guy who never had pull, 
I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine what it's like to have that at your at your fingertips. So, yep. once again, I can't. I can't even knock the hustle. It's just like, get your shit together, bro. There's no way it should get to this level where it's so out there. When now more people are talking about this, really, than how you've been fucking up the team these past couple of years, right? Like more people are talking about how crazy this is than yeah. the reality of his his offseason, which I think is a story in itself. Man, I don't want to just talk shit for the sake of talking shit because I feel like a lot of these takes are that. Like yeah. at the end of the day, it's easy to bag on them, but I, I also get it. If 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 that was working for me, I could only imagine the kind of DMs I would have been lobbing, right? But at the end of the day, like you said, Derek, there's no way as someone with that kind of status, you don't see this coming. Like this, yeah. isn't every time you was coming, you should have saw this coming because that <laughs> that is ridiculous at this point. So once again, I wish the best for all these guys. We talk a lot of shit on every show, but I wish the best for all these guys. I think the best for him, as far as legacy, is to figure this out, right? Not even just the where he's playing, who he's playing. Figure out how to fucking play. Because at this point, uh, potential only could get you so far. And obviously, injuries are a real thing, right? We talked about it earlier. You can't, you, you can't be too hard on these guys because what they I can only imagine what they go through. But at the end of the day, the last thing you want to be is the person that people look at as that what if what what if they weren't weren't injured what if brandon roy's knees held up throughout those years that's a deep one i know know y'all i know y'all feel that one um there's nothing worse than being that guy because i mean at this point everyone's getting paid right so i'm sure he's fine for the rest of his life no matter how many porn stars he got on his docket but at the end of the day you legacy matters and you don't want to taint that and all of this stuff is doing just that so Good luck, uh, but I don't hey, see man. New Orleans turning around for a while. I nah. I, I mean, no. I saw I saw someone say that a potential thirty for thirty would be uh, about Zion and and Ja, and calling it guns and buns. I would love <laughs> to see that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, the the cautionary tale. Um, I think that. I think Zion, if this doesn't, I'll put it like this. If this doesn't uh, get him to focus, because Willie Green is a is an amazing coach, right? I, I would hope that during, through this situation that he's able to sit down with him and, and talk. Uh, CJ as well, sit, sit him down and talk. Um, I would hope that this at least teaches him uh, – uh, what he needs to learn, uh, which is to play basketball the right way, and also, you know, if you on the, on on the off the court issues, handle your business properly. Like this isn't necessary, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's, it causes an unnecessary distraction. So here's the thing, here's my question: if 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 he is actually traded, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, whether it's before the season or during the season. What team can you see trading for him? And will this distraction thing be a thing? Because if what you're talking about, Shaq, is that if that's true in terms of him being a, a mama's boy and, and you know needing to be near, near his parents to, to, to act right, the only team that makes sense is Charlotte. 
or at 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 the furthest Atlanta. And I think that's I think that's pretty sad because now you're limiting yourself in terms of like what you're able to do and who you can play with and all that other stuff. But what team do you guys see possibly trading for him? Ooh. In terms of what each team could offer, I think the Knicks offer the best bench depth because they're going to want people off the bench. I'm going to say the Knicks first. Always, 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 always. Um, the Lakers have nothing to offer. The Clippers can offer a little bit of something. Phoenix has nothing to offer. Atlanta actually has decent pieces off the bench. I think they have too many people on their bench. And at some point or another, at some point or another, and kill me for this take if you want, they're going to move on from Trey Young. Whether it's this season or after next year, Trey Young is not going to be in Atlanta Hawks. I don't think so. So, I mean, that's pretty enticing. You move CJ down to the two, you bring in Trey Young, who's who's a very good passer. He's not a willing passer, but he's a very good passer, right? I think that's that's an option. Charlotte doesn't really have much that moves the needle, in my opinion, to do it. Miami has nothing. Maybe Milwaukee has something. Toronto is bare. San Antonio has Keldon Johnson and um, Vasily. That's options, you know. But Utah has a whole bunch of players they need to unload. Jesus Christ. But uh, no, man, it's either he stays in New Orleans or, like you said, Atlanta maybe, the Knicks maybe, and then Utah potentially, I guess. But And the young brother, I mean, he clearly don't got nobody in his ear just like Ja. But for different reasons, bro, you have an agent. Have your people contact her people. Stop, stop Snapchatting people, bro. Please. Yes, it deletes. Yes, it deletes, bro. But people have more than one phone. They're going to take a picture of the screen. There's other ways to screenshot without actually doing it. Like, come on, bro. You keep getting caught up on Snapchat and you keep using Snapchat. I don't. It doesn't compute for me. Even if it was fake. The fact that it's out there, that you are habitually using Snapchat to speak to people. Well, I haven't yeah. had Snapchat since high school, bro. This is this is a throwback moment right now. Like, that's crazy. Like, man, I'm, I'm, I, you really stumped me with this one. Like, I'm here really fucking thinking hard. Like, auditioning all these different playoff teams, all the bottom of the rung teams. And bro, like even though I can see a t- certain teams, like I like your your Hawks uh, shout there. I think that just narrative wise makes a lot of sense. Um, but fit, like I don't I don't see anyone who wants his type of player. Like, and although he is a superstar, although what he brings to the table sets him apart from others, it's just not what people think of when you think of building a modern NBA title contender. Like, mm-hmm. I know, I know his big comparison coming out of college uh, was LeBron, uh, but 
I feel bad for anyone that ever gets compared to LeBron because there, there's no way you're living up to that comparison, A, but B, they're not even watching you. Like, at this point, it's just because you're athletic that they're saying those things. Um, yeah. Obviously, he can distribute to a, to a certain extent better than most guys, right? Um, but he's nowhere near that level as far as being LeBron-esque. So although the athletic uh, intangibles always jump out at you, um, I just don't see a team that looks at the kind of player he is and is like, man, that's what we need to be a title contender. I, I don't know if those commodities are as lucrative as they once was. And once again, you could say this is a recency bias thing. Obviously, Jokic and, and those guys in Denver are far from that mold of player. Um, mm -hmm. So it's easy to be like, hey, you're just saying this because these people won or whatever. But uh, let's just be real. Like, <laughs> I don't think there's other guys out here in the league that are like him. And obviously that makes you a star. Like it makes you a star. Um, but being a star and, and winning games isn't always something that correlates together. So honestly, if I had to give a team where I can see as far as it making it work and potential fit and all of these things, um, give me my OKC Thunder. And this is going to be crazy. I know, I know, I know Derek, Derek's might be surprised no, by this one, but I'm not. We have so much room to make a move like this work and not have to give up any of our pieces like and be able yeah. to keep um, a lot of integral parts that really kept us in that uh, discussion of being the eighth seed this year. So yeah. um, although I probably won't be the happiest if it, if it happens, um, I could see a world where we don't give up too much and we're able to get a superstar caliber player. Now, does it does it translate? Who knows? Um, but just just thinking of a world where we have um, guys like Chet coming back, Zion and in the middle of that uh, forward position, Jalen Williams, the good one. Shout out, shout out to other Jalen Williams because he good too, but not as good, right? Not, not rookie of the year type good. So uh, I, having a guy like that coming off the bench, like that's, that's dangerous. So I, I enjoy what it could potentially be. Um, but in, in my head, I just think, um, potentially be is going to be all we speak of when it comes to Zion moving forward. Yeah. yeah. And this is actually the reason why when uh, he was, he was about to get drafted. Why I, like I was saying I would have drafted RJ Barrett over Zion. And it's because of the fact that when you look at longevity, you could tell Barrett was going to be <laughs> someone that you could. <laughs> you good, bro. <laughs> I'm so sorry to I'm so sorry to do that to your take, bro. I just You're good, man. it's so bad. RJ Bless you, man. So Bless you. <laughs> nah, I think um I think that, that that was the reason why I was saying that is because longevity when you look at the players in terms of longevity, Barrett was the one that you could tell obviously was going to be on the court more than Zion. And you know, I got a lot of people that were like, why would you choose him over over Zion? And it's because of this, 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 this specific situation right here is the reason why, um, because I had no faith that he was going to be able to stay on the court, um, not without changing his, his style of play and his style of play is what, what got him here. So why would you change it? You know, it's almost like, it's almost like Ben Simmons, right? Like, like Ben Simmons, uh, did not change his style of play. It got him to the league and, and all that stuff, but once he got in, he wasn't able to adjust his play to get him to that next level in the league. And I think that's exactly what's going to end up happening with, with Zion. 
I really don't. I mean, OKC makes plenty of sense because it's like a it's a it's it's a win win situation. Like you get you you not you're not going to empty your your roster out to get him, but if you get him and he works out, like the only player I think you guys are playing uh, paying right now that that's the highest player paid player, if I'm not mistaken, is Shea Gilders Alexander. You know, everybody else is like one of the rookie contract right now, right? So it would make sense to 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 go out to Zion. Um but I don't know. Dort just got paid know. too, but I, I agree. Oh Dort. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. I forgot about him. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think that uh uh it's a it's a lose situation. But outside of OKC, I really don't think that he's gonna be I don't I don't see anyone like you know jumping in line to to go get Zion because of the reasons why we see him even in these talks right now his availability I, d- I just don't see it it's a lot of risk for reward and I don't I don't see it it's unfortunate that it's come to this uh but uh I can't wait to see where all these guys end up man this is honestly yeah. my favorite part of any season right getting to see what what new super team emerges what new potential pairing of superstars happens uh all with the magic of the NBA transfer portal uh sh- yes, shout out shout out to the NCAA for clearing the path uh for <laughs> yeah we, we might not have one and done players anymore uh but the whole college system is now just a part of the NBA and you love to see it um but definitely an exciting time definitely looking forward to seeing how this all shakes out uh, before we head out, are there any closing parting shots on the NBA season? Any teams to look forward to in the offseason? Any any interesting things of note when it comes to the world of NBA? Um, I got looked out for OKC and Shaq comes back 100% and can play the entire season. Look out for OKC. They will not. You okay, Chris? I'll let you do your thing. Um, I don't see OKC being a play-in team. With Chet fully healthy, with Shea and Josh, I think that team is at, at worst to succeed. At worst. Um, I think we see San Antonio flip it around, and I don't see them being at the bottom of the league anymore. I can see them contending for a play-in spot. I don't think they'll get further than the play-in, but I think they'll get back into the playoff contention again. Houston is going to be bottom of the barrel unless they somehow find a way to get James Harden to come back. If they get James Harden to come back, which makes no sense in my opinion, because he fought with teammates to leave. Uh, but if they do, uh, they'll be a play-in team and nothing more. Philly, at some point or another, is going to have to blow it up and they're going to have to trade Joel Embiid. They are. Uh, Boston, if they keep Jalen Brown, I could see them moving on from Marcus Smart because, you know, the antics are cool, but after a while, it gets to be enough and you got to find something that sticks. I'm just going through the league. Uh, Milwaukee is going to be decent as long as they keep Drew Holiday and Giannis there with Chris Middleton. I think they'll be solid. Miami is hit or miss, but if they do everything that I said, which is get a center, fill out their bench a little bit more, I think they could be back in the Eastern Conference Finals. Atlanta, at some point or another, is going to trade Trey Young. Orlando is... Gunnar Orlando, uh, they will be picking probably in the top five again next year. I don't see them getting any better, to be honest with you, which they haven't done since Dwight Howard. 
Yeah, Dwight Howard and Jameer Nelson. Let's think about how long ago that was when they lost in the finals to the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, LeBron wants to play with Bronny. Bronny don't want to play with LeBron. I say LeBron plays one more year and then hangs it up. Honestly, maybe sign a, a one-day contract with Cleveland to retire as a cap and have his jersey retired out there. Anthony Davis finds China. His career is going to continue to be hindered as long as he plays with LeBron, as good as LeBron is. Uh, when LeBron isn't there, AD plays at his best. So if LeBron has load management, we're going to see prime AD. If he doesn't, yeah, he's going to be mid at best. Kyrie finds his way out to L.A., don't know how, but he's going to. Luca at some point or another, is going to request a trade from Dallas. And nobody wants to be in Toronto, so they're going to trade uh, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and Fred VanVleet already denied his player option. I'm not going to go. I, I was going to go through the whole league, but we'll be on for another 30 minutes if I do, bro. I'm sorry. I love it. Derek, you got anything for us? Yeah. Um. Uh specifically for the Warriors. Um, it came out, I think, yesterday or today that uh, they're looking to move on from Kaminga, which I think is a mistake. But I think that uh, if Kaminga is on the trade table, I wouldn't mind grabbing him for Boston. I mean, I think that's 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 a that's a player. I'm not sure why they would move on from him, but you know, you got to give the guy playing time, and they're not going to give him playing time. So, um, uh, I'm not sure what the Warriors are doing. Yeah, they're in definitely in a transitional uh, phase of their of their tenure. So, um, you know, whether they stay with Draymond Green or not, uh, Bob Myers is already gone. So, I think that I think we're gonna see. Um, a lot of change for 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 the Warriors, uh, and doing this off season. So you're saying they're going to keep Jordan Spice and get rid of Draymond Green? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was I feeling think it's you? possible. I think I think it's possible, bro. <laughs> I think it's possible because you can't possible. get rid of that contract. There's nobody yeah. buying that contract. Yeah, and and to be honest, I think when you look at the future. Like when you when you're looking at the future of that team, Jordan Poole fits in more so with their future plans than Draymond Green does. Now you're talking about Draymond. How many more years do you think Draymond's got? Two. So I, I don't see why you move on from Jordan Poole to keep mm-hmm. Draymond. I don't see it. Fair enough. Good shot. We got some. We got plus, some trouble. Plus he punched him. He punched, He's the one who he's the one who threw the punch. Like, in all honesty, he knocked out their season, like, from the beginning. So, you know. <laughs> you with a haymaker. Yeah. <laughs> Finish him. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's over for, for the Warriors in terms of, of their, their core. You know, I think they could, uh, whatever they get back for Kaminga, uh, for Draymond, I think it's possible depending on. Uh, if they're able to get a big in return, I think it's very possible that they're staying in the top five of the Western Conference. I don't see them dipping off too far, with, especially with Steph in the in the fold. But it's either Draymond or Clay is gone, and I don't see Clay being the one that's gone. I think Clay needs to come off the bench though. So I think it's very inter- it's going to be a very interesting time for for the Warriors uh, in the next couple of months. A hundred percent. Shit, I haven't seen a. 
a Superman punch like that since GSP. Shout out, shout out Draymond hey, Green. Fucking shit up in the West. You love to see it. You love to hey, see it. I was it. happy to see it, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how long the Warriors go on as a dynasty, uh, but I got my eyes on Sacramento, man. I thought oh, they had a big chance nice. to win that series, man. Yeah. And I'm interested to see where they're at moving forward. But I brought that up for one reason. And, and Derek knows why. We had a very interesting wager here. And I think, Shaq, it's important that we have some deliberation. We need somebody to settle this for us, right? Because the bet was, from if I recall correctly, focused on the regular season. And we were saying that when the season is wrapped up, I thought that the Lakers would have a better record than the Kings. Mm-hmm. And now Derek thought that the Kings would have a better record than the Lakers. Now, in that aspect, Derek was correct, but the Lakers got further in the playoffs. So, how do we resolve this? Can, how, can you play here, the middleman in this? Like, how, how do we here, resolve bro. this? Look, 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 look. If we talking playoffs and regular season, then you got it. If you're saying who would go the furthest, then okay, it's the Lakers. We know that. However, it wasn't the Lakers, bro. The Lakers had to play in the play-in. And I get it. They played well when it mattered. That's why they got to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, you know, we brought out the brooms for them, but, you know, they got there. And Sacramento got knocked out in the second round? First. First round. Jeez, I tried to I tried to do my lifeline. Um, but... I think Sacramento still had the better season because they came a long way, right? They 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 bounced back. Sacramento made the playoffs for the first time in I don't know how many years, and De'Aaron Fox is finally starting to get the recognition for being the caliber of player that he has since he came in the league. So I'm not going to take anything away from that. Uh, off the off G off general principle, right? Off GP, just because the wager was regular season, I'm going to have to give it to Derek. Thank you. I needed that. We'll talk more about punishment. But this has been the Sideline Guys Return to Form. This is awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, had a fucking blast. Uh, but all good things must come to an end. Like Zion's many happy endings, we are not going to be birthing any illegitimate children. Uh, but we're going to be birthing an awesome show for you guys every week moving forward. So I can't wait. Uh, to get back into more basketball talk as the the offseason continues to develop. Can't wait to continue all the awesome things we got going on at TSG. Of course, make sure you follow the brand OTS Media Co. on all platforms, as well as OTS Media on YouTube. And we already gave you all of our socials. Make sure you check us out there. Um, I'll let you guys go round robin before we get out of here, but thank you so much for joining. I really had a blast with you guys, man. Most definitely appreciate y'all, man. Um, it's always a pleasure, fellas. It's always, it's a it's a parade in our city. Yeah, you feel me? Every time we get on, it's a celebration. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm, look, I'm just glad to be back, man. Cause it's been a, it's been a long time since I've been on this show, so you know, I'm just glad to be back. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to this uh this summer, cause we got. We got a lot of stuff happening with the NFL too, and then of course the stuff that's going to happen with the offseason for the NBA. So I'm I'm excited to just to just to be back and talking with you, man. So, um, Shaq, glad to have you back on, bro. You know it's been a minute, but I appreciate you coming back on, man. Uh, we should be seeing some more Shaq on here. 
Uh, so, you know, you guys be ready, be prepared. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming your way uh, with, with a lot of baseball talk. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for that. And we will be uh, – man, we're excited. We're just excited. So, you know, keep doing your, doing your thing. Thank you guys for watching and or listening. Uh, we'll see – we'll catch you all next time. Peace. Peace.